welcome once again to the Ebone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 374th time this Friday, February 2nd, 2024. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode, Vanishing Attraction. Have you been to Disneyland? Well, if you ever have, there's a great chance you've seen the Country Bear Jamboree. And just a fun little aside here, did you know that Walt Disney personally helped to build the Country Bear Jamboree? And it was also one of the last attractions he worked on before he died? They've been featured at Magic Kingdom Park in Florida since 1971, and they've been a favorite of fans of Disney for years. Though they were originally planned for a park that was never built. They were originally going to go to support a ski resort in Mineral King, California. If you've never been to see the show, here's what happens. It's a 16-minute presentation that features 18 animatronic singing bears that cover country tunes that most everybody knows and likes. Sad news for those that have seen it, though, it's closing. I'm sorry to have to tell you this way, but there's some good news. They're closing temporarily for just a few months so they can renovate, and they'll have new songs when they come back. These new songs won't be your traditional country songs, though, so... No Hank Williams, no George Jones, and I'm really sorry to break it to you here, there's no Alan Jackson or Conway Twitty either, but there will be Disney songs that have been redone and reframed in the styles of different types of country music. And the way I see it, we've got two options here. We can either be disappointed it's not what we wanted, or we can lie to ourselves and say that we didn't see this coming. I mean, seriously, it's Disney. What else would they do? And now that we know that, here's where we come to my take. I know you were all waiting for this. I think this is kind of cool, but do you know what's really on my mind right now? I'm wondering how Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo would sound it on Luke Bryan style. Probably gross, if I'm being honest. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope there's more of a modern outlaw country feel to the new style. Sort of in the vein of Tyler Childers or Coulter Walt. Yeah, I like those ideas better. So let's just keep our fingers crossed. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. In this verse, we see three things. Asking, seeking, and knocking. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Let's take a look at this verse from the point of view of prayer. Prayer is the appointed means for obtaining what we need, according to one commentary on this verse. We need to pray and pray often. We need to make a business of prayer and be serious and earnest in it. We need to ask, as a beggar asks for money, ask as a traveler asks for the way to where he's going, We need to seek like we're looking for our favorite brand of soda at the grocery store. We need to not stop until we find the thing we're looking for. We need to knock like we're trying to get into the house of a close friend. You wouldn't just barge in the door. You need to knock first and let them know you're there. That's the good thing to do. That's the respectful thing to do. If we ask, if we seek, if we knock, according to this verse, it'll be given. We'll find, and it will be opened to us. So... If we look at it from the point of view of prayer, if we 
come earnestly to the throne room of God, if we ask for what we need, if we ask for his will in our lives, if we ask for what we want according to his will, he will give us what we desire in accordance to his will. He will make us fit to serve his kingdom in accordance with his will. And here's the great thing about asking. Here's the great thing about seeking. Here's the great thing about knocking. Anybody, young, old, Jew, Gentile, Greek, whatever, anybody, any background, any age, any gender, can come to the throne room of grace and receive God's blessings, can receive God's purpose for their lives, can receive what they need from God because that is what he would have us to do. We don't need to come to him like we're a kid who's just messed up and we know that he's the dad waiting with the belt in his hand and he's going to give us the whipping of our lifetime. No, he loves us. Yes, he chastens his children, but he loves us. We need to trust that he has that in his mind. We need to trust that he has our best intentions at heart. We need to trust that he is looking out for us no matter where we go in life, no matter what we're doing. We need to pray without ceasing. And also, we need to pray with a humble heart. It's like the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee, on one hand, is praying about how good he is and how awesome he is, how big he is, how righteous he is before God, how much more he deserves than that no-good tax collector over there. And meanwhile, this tax collector, he's on his knees before God. He is beating his chest in shame because he knows He's unclean. He knows he's made mistakes. He knows he stepped out of the will of God a few times. He knows he sinned before a holy and righteous God, and he is begging for forgiveness. He is begging to be made right. Who went home righteous before God? Who got a handful of God's mercy? The tax collector. That's how we need to do things. That's how we need to pray. We need to realize that he's God and we're not. and pray from a sincere heart. Sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is if my pet won the lottery. The first response to the hashtag if my pet won the lottery, I'd probably stay off of his furniture. Yep, that pet's the king of the castle now. I think we can all agree that he's the Chuck Norris of pets. You know, I bet you save a lot of money on water giving him baths because, well, let's just face it, when your furry friend takes a shower, he doesn't even have to turn the water on. The dirt retreats before he even gets in the tub out of fear. The next response to this week's hashtag, if my pet won the lottery, he could probably buy his own pet. Oh, and then he'd have a friend, and you'd have another pet to love. I see no downsides to this. The next response is, I would apply for power of attorney immediately. I bet if you won the lottery, they'd do the same thing. That is, if they had thumbs to hold a pen. That could get in the way of things pretty quickly. And the last response, if my pet won the lottery, he'd sleep in a bed of cash. Yeah, he could, but I bet it wouldn't be too comfortable for him. I'll keep my memory foam mattress for now, thank you. We've heard a lot about fakes, from deep fakes to counterfeit money, but what about a counterfeit cane? It was a few years ago that we found out about the death of the Queen of England, Elizabeth II. A nation mourned, and Charles took over. I know what you're probably thinking right now, though. How did the two connect, right? 
Well, a man named Drew from Hampshire in southern England has made some crazy claims lately. He says that he's a senior footman at Windsor Castle and also that he had the Queen's walking stick. Unsurprisingly, though, he was lying. Not about having a cane. No, he had one all right. It just wasn't the real deal. Now he's being charged with defrauding users on eBay. He said that all the proceeds would go to cancer research, but when he was sentenced a few weeks ago, people learned the truth of his motive. Julie Macy, a senior Crown prosecutor, said, Drew Marshall used the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II to try and hoodwink the public with a fake charity auction, fueled by greed and a desire for attention. Marshall's scheme was ultimately foiled before he could successfully con any unsuspecting victims. That's good to know. Nobody fell for it. But it's kind of surprising, I'll admit, that nobody did, because the amount of scams going on, I mean, it's insane. But ultimately, the only one this guy had scammed was himself. He was looking for a bit of money on the backs of people he thought that didn't know any better, and it blew right up in his face. You just love to see it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. And if you want more from the podcast, visit the website, www.ebonezone.com. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.